Shattered Order Podcast. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. With your hosts, Good Night Punk. Doesn't like you. And Rim Killer Inc. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We'll want it men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead! You're listening to the Shattered Order Podcast and the glorious return of Goodnight Punk. This week, you answered our call for questions, so we answered your questions. Well, well, well. Hello and welcome to the I missed one, so I don't can't count anymore. Episode of the podcast was thirty nine, forty, thirty nine, thirty nine. We're almost to forty. We'll be almost, almost top forty. Well, hello, (laughs) and as you may have forgotten, I am your usual host. Good night, punk. Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm here joined by my good friend. Wink, how are you, Wink? I'm good. Um, I'm wondering what the hell that was we just listened to. Obviously, your ego gone wild letting everyone know you're back. I, I didn't make that. I thought you made that. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> you're like, oh, I, I wouldn't welcome you back like that. Come on. Dan's back. This is great. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know who made that. That, that was a user submission, mm. I think. So uh, whoever okay. made that, thank you, and I appreciate well it. Well done. Yes, very <laughs> much so. Well, we're back after another kind of a week of nothingness. Got a few things in there, at least in-game, and a few things out coming up on the beginning of April. So we shall see, because we all know what the first day of April is, right? Um. I have no idea what is the first day of April. I was waiting Why for don't you, you to tell say, us? Like, summer solstice or something ridiculous. Uh, I should have. Oh, it's April Fool's, so I don't know. Maybe we're going to get some kind of... Maybe we've been tricked somehow. Out? That is when all the fools come out. Most yeah. fools are born in April, too. So. Well, that makes people, sense. People are going to get mad, but I was born in April, too. So that's the only reason I said it. Uh, I'm just after April. I'm at the beginning of May, so I missed that whole you, fool. You, you missed Full the month. deadline. Sorry, yep. man. We can make you an honorary one. It's yeah, that's okay. I'll pass. Well, we don't have any updates to go over, so nothing. That kind of cuts that out of the podcast. And uh, there's only one thing from Reddit that I want to talk about, but I would like to mention that 
it has sure been quiet on Reddit, consider or you know dealing with the devs lately. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's no kidding. Yeah, when you haven't seen a cap gas post in a whole month, then you start to worry. You know, you wonder if you know someone took his keyboard away or what. I don't know, but we did have a no post problem. from uh, CG Top Hat. Which was kind of interesting, so I wanted to bring that up. And maybe it's just me reading the words wrong or thinking he's meaning something he's not. But someone did one of those classic uh, character idea posts about Dr. Aphra. You know who Dr. Aphra is? I do not. She has something to do with Darth Vader. And people are going to make fun of me and you here because all this lore and we know nothing about it. But she has something to do with... Uh, Darth Vader and at some point she was with him not with him but like around him and a side character of his and then towards the end she wasn't I don't know what was going on there but if you play uh, the Force Arena game you've got a unique character along with your main character and Darth Vader's unique character is Dr. Aphra that's the only reason I knew who it was ah interesting but anyway someone made a character idea thread for her like they always do on uh, Reddit, and CG Top Hat actually replied to it. And so I want to read to context what he said, and then you can tell me if it means the same thing to you. So they put out the character idea for this character, and this was his comment. So I'll say personally, I love Dr. Afra, BT, and 000. Three characters, I'm assuming. And then he said, there's a release, dot, 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 somewhere out in the distance, dot, 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 that I am lucky enough to bring them to you, dot, 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 one day. So, mm. so I'm sitting here thinking, did they? he just confirm three new characters for down the road? Because I, I don't want to read too much into things, but that sure as hell is what it sounded like with a lot of ellipses in there. Yeah, I definitely think it's a hint of some sort. I mean, I mean, it's kind of hard not to take it as that, isn't it? Okay, well, he has another post in the same Reddit thread, so let me, let me read that. So someone uh, said, it's unusual to hear such an early confirmation, and I can't help but think there should be an if in there. Ha ha. And he said, to be clear, this isn't me saying it's happening next month, but that I'm hoping to bring them out eventually. Originally, I was trying to see if there was a world in which we brought Afra, the murder droids, and some of the bounty hunters, Black Kirstan, for example, from the comic books out this year. Unfortunately, after doing some planning, I don't think they make sense for this year and the other content we have planned. But next year, that would make me happy. So a lot of back- interesting. Seemed like a lot of backtracking right there. Like, oh, I think I'm confirming it for this year. So I don't know. Well, it definitely sounds like they're planning out. I mean, they've they've got some things in store. There's an actual, you know, roadmap to where they're going with this. And if that's something they're looking at is that far ahead, that's a good sign. Not only that, but the words you said that it may not fit into their plans that they already have for this year makes me uh, curious what all these plans they have so far are, you know? Yep. Well, I mean, we know the end of this year is going to be big with episode eight coming out, so it's going to be a and lot. And then immediately to that, next year in May, 
because the Han Solo movie isn't in December next year, but it's in May. So Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I thought that was okay. kind of weird that the the next Star Wars story isn't a year after episode 8. It will be actually about six months after. So pretty quick there in turnaround for movies and content in the game. So And considering May's usually when Marvel releases their big movies, that kind of seems like a kind of a strange time to do it. Yeah, especially since they're, you know, owned by the same company. Must not be any Marvel movies coming out in May because they wouldn't fight themselves, I don't think. Never know. Yeah. Or they just want to take over the entire box office. That's, yeah, that's probably what it is. Monopoly. So let me mention something, and I don't know if you were in Discord chat earlier today, but someone noticed something on the swgoh.gg website. And I haven't looked in game to see if it's there, but it is on their website. So Kylo Ren is listed as first order, but now there's also a second designated tag for him that only says placeholder. So now I'm wondering if it's from the information in the game that that updated on that page for him and that they have a placeholder for a second tag for him in game. That's going to be coming out, and I'm, we're we were kind of theory crafting about that in chat today, wondering if you know once episode eight comes around, if they're going to add a Knights of Rin tag or not, and maybe we, or maybe Sith. That would be fun with Maul. Yeah, see, that was another one. That one was a little contested as usual, not thinking that Kylo Ren is actually Sith or not, but. Yep. It could also be that, and that would be definitely make a huge bump for mall teams that I'm sure a lot of people don't want to see. <laughs> yep. But, that might actually make me go to a mall team. Yeah, for sure. It would definitely be a nice bump. Another nice uh, Zated character in there. Yep. But cool. I just thought that was kind of weird. So I'll have to see if that was just a website thing or a pulled data thing or what, but... Pretty interesting. I wonder if that was part of his rework or if it's something more recent than that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when that popped up or if we just saw it today and other people have seen it before, but i definitely never seen it before, so it was interesting. Yep. Cool. So another thing I wanted to mention, and I don't know if you've seen this, but if you go onto the forums... Someone has posted a picture of a droid shadow. So they I've seen this. You saw it? So there's a picture of the the environment in the game that you fight at on Tatooine with the sand crawler, but there's only one thing on it and it's the shadow of this droid. But the actual droid character has been fuzzed out so you can't see what it is. And someone has made mention that it is the next big character coming out or, you know, droid meta shifting character. And I have no idea who posted it or how they got it, but some of the mods were posting messages talk, not to talk about unreleased content and things like that. So it's, yeah, it is a very weird thread so far, but it actually kind of looks like a Sith or not a Sith assassin, but an assassin droid which is another one of the droids that a lot of people wanted to see. I think that would 
be real interesting because I know a lot of people have been clamoring for Zetas for a droid team to make them more back into the meta, you know? And I think if they added another droid, he would probably be the one that got the Zeta that brought the team back into the meta, you know what I mean? Yeah, probably true. So that'll be interesting. I, I it, it was posted the day before April Fool's, not to mention in some parts of the country or world, it's already April Fool's. So I don't know how much stock I put in it, but it is an interesting post. Yep. So. And, I mean, would it surprise you? Because, all right, so the first is on a Saturday. And uh, here, I'm going to get pull the game up and go to the login rewards and it appears that typically it's what the fifth day or this past month it was the fifth day before we actually got the character shards so it's conceivable that there could be a update monday or tuesday where they actually like remove pal because he's kind of underwhelming as a character you know eric and i talked about him last week and i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they if that was a joke, I mean, just because of the characters that we've seen, you know, as the characters of the month, we yeah. haven't seen anything quite that underwhelming. Yeah, for sure. And he, I could see him being a joke, you know, that, that, those cooldowns, man, I, just the sheer number of them is crazy to me. Yeah. Like if they were seven and eight, I could see that maybe this actually could work but you'd have to fire off 12 basics if he didn't even take yep. a turn to get that usable and, and it's in not an, that great to begin with that was my main thing one of them doesn't even attack so you're waiting 12 turns to throw a buff and then the other one's an aoe which i haven't looked at the damage numbers but i think i heard you guys saying last week that they're not very good so along with his uh basic attack not being good it's just he's weird i don't i don't understand him yeah. but i mean they got bad come. characters here and there and since they're not going to be the, throwing crystal packs for this dude out there it would make sense that he might be real in that case but yeah no they're going to come out monday and they're going to say pow we got gotcha. you and then <laughs> give us an onomatopoeia bitch <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah, I did. That's, that, that'll be an interesting, it'll be interesting to see. I know a lot of people have thought that maybe this was an April Fool's joke, so yep. you never know. We will find out, but. Yeah, it could be an April Fool's joke, and then, you know, them actually end up releasing POW in August or something. Yeah, <laughs> last August, next August, no one knows. Any August, don't matter. <laughs> Every month's August. All right. Other things. Other things. What do we got? Chewbacca stall team. Have you seen this thing? Yeah. Yeah. I know it's not. It's not overwhelming, but it is kind of impressive. And I wanted to mention it here for the guy that's doing it that uh, I salute you because running that team, getting first place with that is impressive to me. It may not hold up on defense, but. For those that don't know, there was a team comp put out this week of a guy that was getting first and using a very unconventional team 
that consisted of Chewbacca lead with Darth Nihilus, Barris, Scarefrebel Pathfinder, and Ewok Elder. And basically what it boils down to is keeping everyone alive and taunting enough that Nihilus can one-shot every person on the other team. And it surprisingly works really well. I'm, mm. I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like seeing unconventional teams, but I just really don't sound that entertaining to me. <laughs> don't don't but hate. kudos. I mean. Don't hate because no, you didn't hating. think of it. Come on, Wink. <laughs> I know this is your thing. <laughs> That's kind of true. Um, one, no, it's. One up like I said, wink. it is definitely creative. I mean, there's no doubt about the creativity, but. Yeah, I mean, the idea is pretty normal for games that have been around for a while. Just keep the guy that can kill everyone alive long enough to kill everyone. But yeah, the people he's <laughs> yeah, using to do true. it, you know, it's kind of surprising. So, yeah, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Well, our main thing, actually, I have one more thing. Our event calendar. Just so you know, it hasn't been updated in a while, and the next thing we got is the Sabine event coming up next Thursday, which will basically round out all of the all of the Rebels characters. So, I have to ask you, now that we've got at least five of the six playable, what do you think? I haven't really played with them, so... Oh. Oh. Have you watched any of the videos? A little bit. Not as much as I wish I have. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, it seems like the consensus among some of the the more spendier players that have got him are that they are not going to hold up well in this meta. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard I to tell for sure pretty now. good... They seem pretty good on offense, but defense. Yeah. yeah, that's the way that's the way it's seeming because that's I've seen watched a couple videos of people seeing those full seven stars on rebels out there already and being able to take them out pretty handily. Yeah, but I'm going to reserve my judgment until Sabine comes out because when we talked about the rebels, we and you and me both talked about how she seems like a pretty key piece of their team absolutely adding all the critical damage and crit chance just from her unique on them that's a pretty huge factor right there and the fact that she's one of the main attackers at least from what we've theory crafted it'll really be interesting to see once she's out what they're really doing but i have a suspicion that we're going to talk a little bit more about this here shortly Maybe. (laughs) Yep, so that's on April 6th. It goes to the 8th. And don't forget, if you didn't grab all of them, I'm sorry. Because Uh as we've mentioned earlier, and Jesse mentioned when he was... Did he mention it on the podcast? I can't remember. It's been mentioned. I believe he did. That the ghost ship requires all of the rebels to fight for so that should be coming up 
within a few weeks of the Sabine event. So that's the only other event we know of in April. And so I look I look for an update to the calendar here in the next week or so and see what's going on this month. But cool. it will be interesting. So what do we got? What was our main thing this week, Wink? Well, uh, we thought it'd be fun to do another Q&A type thing. We hadn't done one of those in a while. And we love questions. We like answering them and just kind of seeing what nonsense we can come up with and see what kind of creative questions you guys come up with. And we got some pretty good ones on the Reddit. And uh, well, what was there? Probably five of them. And a few of them are some pretty good thinkers. So we're going to scroll down the Reddit list and just start answering the questions that y'all asked this week. Sounds good to me, man. Cool. All right. So the first question, somebody asked, when I moved from Wigs to Mall Zeta, I had Emperor Palpatine, but little else for Sith. Boba and Kylo were a huge help in rounding out the team. So who are the best skeleton key tunes that can be useful to lots of different teams? And are there, do we have any predictions on how this may change as the game progresses? Well, this funny thing about this question is, I mean, this game's been around a while, and we can think about the characters that were good on most teams and where they're at now and kind of look and see what we think is going to happen. Yep. And the first one that immediately comes to mind is Ray, right? Ray pretty much fit on every single team. Yeah. Back then. Or about, let's say, six, seven months ago. Now she probably could still fit on every team. And she probably would do well on newer shards. But you're not going to see her on the older shards as much. Because she's just kind of, for whatever reason, fell off there. Yep. So then let's look at other characters that are doing well right now so xylo or xylo yeah kylo zeta is one of them i think yep. i think he's one Absolutely. of the most well-rounded for everything tunes because of the fact now, he just fits in everything uh, but i think the reason he fits in so well is different than what makes a lot of these type of characters Absolutely. So, Kylo, like, you know, he has AoE, and he has the protection recovery, and he has an awesome special ability. However, he's pretty tanky. He's not very fast. But he doesn't really have anything that really alters the way the opposite team has to deal with him, other than the fact that he just can gain insane amounts of protection back. But... Boba, on the other hand, I think characters like him are the ones that usually tend to stick around. He does a lot of things, and there are things that can be useful in any team comp. He has an AoE with ability block. He does debuffs on his basic. Uh, he dispels, and, you know, his dispel is obviously a very strong attack. Yes, Absolutely. Which can bring up a couple other I, I'm thinking of right now that are kind of in teams. One of them's 
the direct counter to Zeta Mall, and that's Rex. Absolutely. But even without using his leader ability, I think he's a good tune to have in a team for certain things. I, yeah. So his uh, dispel for the whole team that not only just dispels everything, but gives you turn meters, one of them. His, and tenacity, uh, up. That's right. Three things it does, and it's amazing. Yes. Not to mention he has decent damage, and he is really easy to gear. Makes him really yes. uh, an easy one that can be done for most people, as long as they farm yep. him. The other one I was thinking of was Ewok Elder. Because of I didn't his, think of him. Because of his revive, yeah. the turn meter he gives can do a lot and he's not basic he's not used on most high-end arena teams but as an overall utility character that can just be thrown in and used when he's geared he can definitely do that and be a stopgap for certain things yeah uh and that's a good point because i mean the question is you know lots of different teams and you walk elder is definitely one of those that can fit on different teams but as far as strictly arena I'm not sure about Ewok Elder. Like he's he can definitely be useful in other places, but I don't know that he has a huge spot there. Um Well you're talking about Ray, right? We were talking about Ray earlier. Yeah. If you went across to the other side of that movie and characters released around that time, another one that's stood the test of time that fits on most teams is Captain Phasma. Yes. And I think Unlike Ewok Elder, you might agree that she could fit on a lot of more teams than he would. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she she has the slow, she gives turn meter, and then she has a great leader ability. Yep. And with Kylo being as good as he is, I mean, you can pair those two together and pretty quickly make a really good team. Uh, another one that I thought about that you still see some is Qui-Gon. Uh, you yeah. can obviously say to him and use him as a leader and even not as a leader. I mean, he calls in an assist. He removes turn meter. Uh, he can remove a buff and give offense up to everyone. And that's all pretty useful stuff. Uh, I think a couple others are kind of obvious. Chariot and Bays, you know, they kind of mm -hmm. fit trooper. in just about anywhere. Shore Trooper. Um General Kenobi, definitely. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's a little bit more difficult to get. Uh, and honestly, I kind of think Emperor Palpatine is another one of those type of characters. Well, I was going to ask doesn't... about that. Like Emperor, Emperor Palpatine or even Yoda, the two special event characters are pretty decent. See, the, the problem with them, though, like, I, I think they're on the fringe of being in this category because... They have some great abilities that can definitely help, but they're just so limited in what they can do. Like, there's just not as much uh, diversity in their kits. And I think diversity in the kits really what makes characters, you know, stand the test of time. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure there's a bunch that we haven't even seen yet that will move into this category. Oh, but, yeah, for sure. Or ones me and you don't even use that other people would say go there. Yep. But going off what we see on the top 100, top 50 of our arenas, 
I'd say those are the the main ones that kind of move around every team. And of course, you can't not mention Wigs. So yep, I mean they're still really good. I mean they're kind of on that fringe. I think um, Jedi Knight Anakin's another one on the fringe. Another one I would definitely put in this category though now is Darth Nihilus. Yeah, it's crazy. Even at three stars, that guy is legit. Uh, I yes, are you? I have him. I'm waiting for a stinking droid caller on my B account, and I will have him at gear ten. And I just love that dude. Yeah, he's really good. I have him at gear eleven now. Got him there the other day, and uh, I'm a big fan. It's pretty awesome. Yep, for sure. Another one that uh, B2 is another one. I don't think he's necessarily applicable in every single team, but there will always kind of be a time in the meta. Like, I think that he can be useful just because the meta seems to typically kind of shift between hot, like, we'll have high damage and then we'll have like debuff teams or buff teams. And he's always going to be a counter to those buff teams. So I think he's one of those toys just kind of keep around for whenever that meta comes around. Yeah, absolutely. He is. Since he was introduced in uh, Nerodium packs, he has not really fallen off in his utility at all. And I know it was a huge deal when he got added to Cantina nodes to be able to finally farm him, you know, so. Uh, now, the second part of the question was, any predictions of how this might change as the game progresses? I, I don't really know how, it's, how it would change. I mean, if you these characters are basically the way they are because of their abilities. So, I mean, if you have a character that has these type of abilities that, you know, can do two or three things or that have an ability that does two or three things, it's kind of hard to ignore them i mean especially when they have something that makes them good against debuff teams or makes them good against buff teams like when you can counter several different things with one character i mean they're always going to be pretty good here's how i would answer that question and it directly correlates to how things have changed in the past right it was never really about characters that were introduced or the things that they did that really shifted what characters were the best as much as let's say two things I can think of that happened. First was when they introduced protection. Cause before yep. that think of Sidious, right? That's, he was in that's a good point. every single team. But once, once they got protection there and he couldn't, and his, uh, health, the, uh, oh, what's that debuff called that keeps you from gaining health. Heal, heal immunity. Heal immunity. His heal immunity buff was or debuff was huge before protection came around. And then it kind of oh, just yeah. neutered that, and no one used Sidious anymore. Or the other one I th- was, could think of was mods, and mods totally shifted yes. everything around again. So the only way they I see l- like this changing, what are you saying? I was gonna say, I mean, mods just they made so many characters that were basically worthless insanely usable absolutely and And we always think of things in terms of the top 100 top 50 top 10 for character usage right but there's still a lot of people that battle 
in the 500s, in the 300s, in the 200s. And they and it's it's cutthroat out there even more so than the top 100 because you can go up 50 spots, drop 50 spots, you know. It, you're going around a lot. And so having even more characters viable in those spots with with the uh, mod change made everything shift in those spots, you know. Yeah. So unless I'm sure they have something in mind the next big thing sometime this year and that would be the one time I see things changing and shifting completely. I totally agree. I mean, a true mechanic shift in the game is what I think it would take to kind of change that. Maybe like if they say added a second leader to where you know, you could use two leader abilities or something along those lines. I mean, I think it would take something like that to really change uh, the types of characters that are usable always. Yep, absolutely. So, thanks for the question. That was fun. Made me yeah. think. I know I'm missing some, too. That's what's killing me. So I'll have to yeah. keep thinking about this question. Because there are a lot like of good tunes out there. Lot. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, next question. Uh, there are several questions here, and we'll kind of, we'll go through all of them. Uh, can we specifically talk about what characters to farm and order from arena shipments, and when to get credits from there as well? Um, he put background information. He's got Stormtrooper Han, Akbar, IG88 at five stars, but he needs a ton of credits right now, and his uh almost level eighty uh tunes. You know, buying mods, leveling mods, and all that stuff. So he's in a bit of a credit crunch. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think the big things here are rank uh, arena shipments and just kind of talk about resource management. I'm bad at that, so I might not be the best person for that. But <laughs> I can talk about arena shipments. Yes. So who's he got? Stormtrooper Han, Akbar, Akbar and, and IG-88. And I mean, if I'm making a top three list, I think those are probably my top three. I mean, there's no one else on there that I think... I mean, it's Stormtrooper Han, then IG-88, then Admiral Akbar for me. Um, I think HK-47 is probably after that, just because he's so essential to a droid team. And then, I mean... After that, I don't know that it matters too much. I think it's kind of team-specific. If you're building Rebels, maybe go Leia. Uh, or even clones for Rogue AT. Yep. Uh, the, the, actually, I think I'll put Chief Neb at fifth because he has a lot of usage, you know, uh, as far as the crit damage mods being a Jawa, and he's obviously really good for the droid team also. So I think I would put Neb at fifth. And this is going to sound stupid because you can get Stormtrooper Han for for the scoundrel events, but there are also two others in there. And I don't I'm not suggesting you farm them, but if you came down to it and you needed one quick, Greedo and Newt Gunray are also in there. Yeah. So think about That's that. That's true. Because I got, I, it's funny, my neighbor next door saw me talking about this game on Facebook with one of my friends, and he downloaded it, and I swear he texts me every day, 
Not every day. That's an outrage. <laughs> he texts me a lot asking as a new player, you know, what to do. And so, and it's it's hard to go back and think, hey, okay, on the spot, what would I do? Yeah. You know, but Arena was one of them. And I told him to go after Stormtrooper Han to get him and then to go to IG-88 to get him because those two yep. are great characters. And not only that, but they'll give him a head start on the scoundrel events, which will give him the resources he needs to keep leveling and gearing those guys, right? Yep. So. And that that's kind of a good segue. So uh, we'll basically just basic. Those are kind of the top guys. And then after that, it's kind of whoever you actually need. Um, you know, if you're building Sith team, you get Savage, but. Or Darth or Sidious. Yep. Other than that, uh, I would pretty much just save my currency because, like you mentioned, I mean, credits are a real issue. Um, Before you do that, one last thing for him. Okay. Only because I don't know if he has Yoda. If you want to try to get your Jedis up quick, it used to be you had to get Eeth Koth in there. Yep. Along with the other spots to get a Jedi to go after Yoda. But now Mace is in there. And I have both of them, and I even have ETH at gear 10. I would still recommend Mace Windu, even though I have him at gear 1, level 1, just because ETH is so-so. Mace is actually okay, and he doubles as a capital ship leader. So I think, yeah, Mace is, he would be above ETHCOTH there and... He he has some utility if you want, you know, his capital ship and if you need Yoda. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, and as far as the credits, so he mentioned that he's, you know, almost um I'm assuming he's talking level eighty. Uh yes. Um so if you're if you haven't hit the level cap, if you're not level eighty five yet. What I highly suggest doing, just because of how expensive it is to level each character, uh, save your credits. You get minimal return on investment by leveling them as you level up. So do not level your characters as your profile levels. Wait until you actually need to take a character to a specific level in order to put a piece of gear on them. That's the best way to save credits as you go up. And... uh, It'll keep you from getting in too much of a credit bind. Plus, it'll allow you to keep credit stored around, you know, for buying mods and leveling mods and such. Um, Yeah, because if we learned anything in the last two months with all these new characters that have been introduced, the most important thing in a character's power is his gear. So if you can get all the gear on on the level you're at, keep them there. Then when you get to the point where you need to add another piece of gear and it's at a higher level, level to that level so you can get the next set of gear on there and keep going. And then the yep. other, the next part is the stars. And then, the you know, level obviously factors in, but it'd probably be the third thing. So. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I kind of think after Han, Akbar, and IG-88... Saving them for credits, not a bad idea, especially if you need them, because uh, mods are one of the most important parts of the game. If you don't have mods, you're kind of in trouble. So 
leveling good mods and making sure that you have the credits to buy good mods when they actually show up in the store is very important. So, as well as having yeah. the characters to beat the defense and offense mod challenges, which will include all characters and all Jedi's for those two challenges. So, it might be a good well, idea just to get defense. Mace. I think you said offense. What is I offense? Health yeah, health and defense. And defense. Yeah. So if you get Mace, Ford, Yoda, you've already got a leg up, and that will be helpful. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, next question is, how do you know when a team will be good on defense? What tunes are overall good on defense, and how can you take a team and make it better on defense? Uh, he said if you want to get specific, his team's a Rex lead with Stormtrooper Han, Nihilus, Boba, and Emperor Palpatine. He got number one for the first time the other day. Congratulations. But way he falls 15 man. spots or so overnight. Do what? I said way to go, spiffy man. Yes, sir. Yep. Quite spiffy <laughs> on that first place finish. Um, so the first thing that I kind of think of when you mention Stormtrooper Han on your team is if most teams are running Nihilus, Stormtrooper Han, not very useful uh, because, you know, Nihilus dispels on that basic. He, so I think that kind of goes into answering the question as far as teams on defense. Like, if you have a character in there for a specific reason, like Stormtrooper Han, he's in there to give turn meter. And you want him to at least get a couple turns of feeding your entire team turn meter. Mm-hmm. Is that really going to do that when Nihilus is around? Because Nihilus will debuff him. Um, so I think just making sure that you're getting the most out of characters' abilities is probably one of the most important things as far as your team being good on defense, which is why Rex is so good, because he can keep you from getting debuffed and getting ability blocked and all that stuff. Boba ability blocks the other team, has an AoE. That makes him really good. You kind of know what he's going to do. Um, Palpatine's kind of the same way. He can stun and throw off the other team. Anytime you can throw off the other team uh, and not allow them to do what they want to do, it's super important. So those debuffs, turn meter reduction, things like that, all certainly help whenever you're on defense. Yep, um, I agree. Just as far knowing, having an idea of the people you're around and how they react yes. with your team is probably huge. So, like you were yes. saying, if a lot of the teams in the top ten where you seem to be fighting now are running that Nihilus, well, maybe it's time to find a more useful tune than Stormtrooper Han for your team. Mm-hmm. You know, or depending on what else is in the other teams around your team, if you have something that's weak against those guys, you know, let's say you're running an all Jedi team and everyone's Empire or a Sith around you, they're probably going to get beat up pretty bad, you know, basically just awareness of what's around you. Yeah, that's super important. Like, you don't want to have a team that, you know, everybody around you counters really well. Uh, And that's typically why I tend to 
you know, not be with the meta very much. I tend to kind of have these oddball teams is because like I want to have something that most people aren't running because when most people are running the same teams, like you, you have a better chance at being able to counter that and it be fairly consistent. Um, and kind of all of that kind of falls more for the tankier teams, I guess. Um, because so many of these battles against these tankier teams go quite a bit longer. You don't have these fairly quick matches for the most part. Um, and I think that's really where like Nihilus, Boba, and Rex, those guys can really shine. Now, if you're on like, if you're a newer player on a younger uh, board or whatever, something to look at on defense that's still important even in like the tankier teams, but even more so, you know, whenever they're, you know, less tanky teams is turn order. Like this, we've talked about this basically a whole time we've been doing this podcast. Your favorite thing. It is my favorite thing. No <laughs> doubt about it. The order in which your characters go matters a hell of a lot. Uh, there, I think there are not a whole lot of things more important than that. Um, like, so for example, Boba. You typically want Boba going earlier the better. You want the ability you want to ability block as much as possible the other team. Uh, then you have characters that you may want to go a little bit later like um, well, General Kenobi's one. You're typically going to want him to be a little bit slower because you're going to want him to either be able to cleanse or give uh, Give Retribution. And Rex is another one that's kind of that same way. Except Rex, you typically might want a little bit faster so that you can get tenacity up on everybody sooner. Mm -hmm. So him and Yoda are kind of the same way there. Like, you want them earlier so you can get the tenacity up so that you're not getting debuffed all the time. Pretty much. That's like, that's correlated to the raid, right? If you have Yoda on your Jedi team in Phase 1, if they all go before you and throw the debuffs on you before he ever puts Tenacity up, that Tenacity up is kind of pointless. So Yes, that's 100% true. Same thing with Boba. If he goes after the other team's two or three big hitters and then ability blocks them, well, you've ability blocked their... their uh, Ability Basic that ability. was on cooldown. <laughs> so yeah. it's really yep. not doing much favors for you. you know? See, and that's one good thing about Nihilus is he's an ability blocker that doesn't really matter if he's slower. It's perfectly fine because he just increases the cooldown by one. Yep. So Nihilus don't really matter too much what his speed is. Boba kind of does if you're using him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to think of some other characters as far as defense. Uh, Phasma, for example, you're typically typically going to want her to be a little bit slower. Um, typically, characters that give turn meter, you're going to want to be be just barely slower than your next slowest character. That way, you're optimizing the total amount of turn meter gained on your team. It you know result it just results in more 
total actions, you know, in a given period of time, which is definitely what you want. Yep. Anything else coming to mind for you? I think that if we don't move to the next part of this question, we could talk about it the rest of the night. That is probably... I, I know I certainly could. <laughs> um, so, good counters to the new Phoenix Rebels, just in case they end up being really good in Arena. And are there any plug-and-play characters that would help? Here's my answer think? for that from what I've heard and what I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing, because right now, most meta teams are dismantling them. So we'll see what happens once Sabine's there. And once she is, could probably give you a better answer to that question. But right now, there's really nothing you have to do, as far as I can tell. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Uh, I, they look pretty good on offense, but I don't. I don't know that they're going to be too much of a concern. Um, they are exactly like my arena team. Because I finally, the other day, went in and just threw my clones in with my Zeta Cody and my Zeta 5s and just let them roll. I can nice. beat pretty much every meta team that's out there with them. But I don't know that they're going to hold very well. Now, yeah. magically, and... I threw them in yesterday, so in the, within the first 38, 39 hours so far, they've only dropped once. So Ooh. either people are just don't want to fight them and find out or what. But I don't foresee that lasting forever. So they're doing good right now but because they're good on offense. But I don't know how well they'll be on defense. And yeah. I see it the same way for Rebels probably. Yep. I don't really have a whole lot more to add. Um, they're, I mean, they kind of are what they are. And if we see anything interesting, we'll obviously update in future episodes. But uh, for the second part of the question, the plug-and-play characters that would help against them, I mean, it's kind of the same thing we just talked about as far as, you know, generally good characters and being good on defense. Uh, yep. The the specific abilities of the characters matter a lot more than the character itself. Um, the next one is kind of a brief one. We'll hit it and quit it real quick. Uh, the update, you know, about Rogue One characters being farmable and Cherit and Jin just not really showing up a whole lot. Um, yeah, I think Jin showed up for me like three times and Cherit twice since I came out. Like, I don't see them much at all. What about you? i say I see Chariot maybe once every five refreshes so far. Yeah. And Jin maybe in the same range. So, but you got to think that Chariot was added to a node that had like seven people on it. Yeah. So, and then yeah. Jin's on one with three other people. I can't explain the Jin one. Because it seems like she should pop up more often than Chirrut. But I seem to... You would think. I feel like I get Chirrut more than Jin, so I don't know. But I do agree that they do seem low. But if I'm looking for a certain person, it always seems low to me. But I will... That's a cop-out just to say don't get discouraged. But I do think they're lower than the other ones. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, don't I definitely know, get man. gin more than Chariot, so it's rough. It's it's one of those things. It's it's frustrating. Just buy them when when you see them and hope but, for the best. But in comparison to Bays, like he put there, Bays you get three chances a day to get three shards, and some days you get one. Sometimes you get two, three. Sometimes you get zero. But at least with Chariot and Jin, if they show up, you're gonna get five every time. So. While they might not show up as often, they are definitely an easier farm than bays. Just by true. sheer number of shards. So, Cool. Um, next question. CFI1938 uh, said our podcast a few weeks back helped him in their final push towards the Heroic AAT. So congratulations. Awesome. Good job. Um... He said he has a question. He hopes it's not too specific, which means it's definitely going to be very specific. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said, I believe in the most recent podcast, you said you're running a Rex lead with Nihilus, Kylo, Boba, and General Kenobi. What's the benefit of running both Boba and Nihilus? Aren't their kits a little redundant? Would you be better off switching one out for B2 for the mass dispel and buff immunity? Um, he's considering building a similar squad, so he wants thoughts. Um, it seems redundant and it is in a way, but not entirely. Uh, I love ability block. I like guys, you know, not being able to use their abilities. It's probably my favorite, favorite debuff in the game. So I don't mind doubling up on it as if you've been listening for very long, you know, I've kind of always doubled up on the, uh, ability block. Like back whenever I used to run IG 88 and old Ben, um, I've been doing that for quite a long time. I've kind of just gotten to where I rely on it. But so not only that, you have, you know, just more chances to make sure that the other team gets blocked. With Nihilus being a little bit slower, um, he can usually block like on that turn two, which is certainly nice. But what? something else. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say one of the things with the buff immunity, or yeah, with the not buff immunity, ability block, ability block. One of the best things with that is right. That's one of those things if you double up on is very beneficial, right? Yep. But other other ones aren't as great when you have two of them on the same team, right? Like if you had two that, Kit yeah, Fistos adding potency up, you're not gonna get two of them, right? Or yep. You know, certain things, if you debuff them again, it's not like a stun. You can't double stun someone, right? Yes. You know, there are certain things, if you have them doubled up, won't help you as much as an ability block. But having ability block and refreshing that ability block on people can be huge. Yep. And something else that's super important is the fact that Nihilus' ability block... Cannot be cleansed. Yep, um, sure. And they're two different types, right? So yes. it's not they do the same thing in essence, but yep. they're done two different ways. So even if they're doubled up, if one one gets uh, resisted, then the other won't. You know. Yep, that's the idea. And something else that's really important about running Boba and Nihilus is my Boba goes before Nihilus. That is very important because um, Nihilus' AoE 
it has a 50% chance to increase the cooldown by one. That chance is doubled, aka 100%, if that character or if the enemy is debuffed already. So if that character already has been ability blocked by Boba, um, Nihilus is going to increase the turndown by one or increase the cooldown by one. But that doesn't really matter because they're blocked for that turn anyway. And it's that part is redundant. However, the fact that Nihilus is removing a cooldown of his own for Annihilate, that part's not redundant. That's actually insanely important. Um, it's Especially very if you get rare. five at once. Yep. Like, with the team I run, it's... I would say it's rare that Nihilus is not using Annihilate on his third turn. Um, my Nihilus on just about always annihilates before the opposing Nihilus, despite the fact that most of the teams I'm going against are mall teams with their Nihilus going before mine. Yep. Um, so, yeah, seems redundant, but it's not, and B2 is... Eh. He... I don't think Dispel um, or Buff Immunity are that great against small teams. I mean, I, I know the stealth can be kind of annoying, but all these characters have so much health, I don't think it matters too much. It's you know, I never really worry about, you know, dispelling them. And that's something else nice about Boba and Nihilus. You know, you got you got two characters to dispel, um, you know, so, so long as they're not stealth. Right. Yeah, the only way that would be really beneficial is if you're having a hard time chunking down their health because you can't crit them but yeah yeah that's a good point so and i mean that's something else uh nice about running general kenobi and nihilus is when nihilus has counter he's you know he <laughs> dispelling everyone aoe cooldown and he's dispelling yeah he's he's a lot of fun yeah uh, I didn't even mention that earlier when we were talking about him. The fact that the very fact he dispels on his basic. That's huge yep. in itself. Yep. So. Um, let's see. Um, and as we can tell, uh, Giggles has been on here answering our podcast questions before, you know, we get to him. Thanks, Giggles. You're running our podcast. No, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> I'll just take what he wrote and say it was mine. Ah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I can't. All right. Next question. I kind of like this. Um, build a Phoenix team with four members. Who are you dropping and why? And then part two is who can be any character would be the best fifth member. Said multiple answers are welcome, but Chase can't be that fifth member. I know he cannot because he is two people. He is two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bedor. Uh, yes. All right. So on the Phoenix squad, I kind of think that Hera, Sabine, and uh, Zeb are three that I am definitely leaving in. Um, I kind of think Ezra is probably the next, is probably the fourth that I'm making sure stays. What do you think? I 
Actually, no, I don't it's, know. I it's forgot Kanan has the I, counter chance. I was going to leave Zeb and Chopper out, but once we've done all these events, I think Zeb is my favorite character so far. Yeah, I like, uh, I like Zeb. I like, I like him a lot more than I thought I was going to. I have been waiting and waiting and waiting for Imbo to come out. Only uh, for the simple fact that his PvE character can add days with his basic. Yep. But here comes Zeb, who heals protection like crazy, who has days on his basic. And then on top of that, also has stagger on his special, and his special doesn't have, from what I can remember, a huge cooldown. So, yep. I just And he's tanky, beefy, because he's a tank, you know? Yep. So he can last long, but he adds a bunch of extra stuff to the team in the term of debuffs that a lot of characters just can't add, and he has two of them, you know? And there getting his one... protection back that he could... So, yep. basically, I guess what I'm saying is I would want to find a way to fit Zeb into the team. Whereas when we did our Rebels podcast, I said Chopper and Zeb were probably the two that got left out. Yep. See, I don't know. Well, I think Chopper would be the one, and I think despite the counter, I would probably still leave Kanan out. Man, okay, I, like I don't Ezra. know. Ezra Think about cool this, though. Too. Zeb, uh, I like Ezra, yes, but when Zeb counters, he's going to be inflicting days. That yeah, sounds true. that sounds pretty nice to me. <laughs> it's tough. If I had to pick one, I, I don't even know because we don't have Sabine. I guess it would have to be Ezra then. Ezra and Chopper yeah. for me. So. Yep, uh, I think I agree with you. Uh, so Hera lead with Kanan, Sabine, and Zeb. Are the four that we both think we would go with there? Um, still need to actually, you know, see Sabine to know for sure. But that seems like the most logical. Who's your fifth character? Good question. I want to immediately think tanks and say General Kenobi or Stormtrooper Han. But those are the two I can think of. I don't know that I'm going to need another damage dealer. Um, I like that. Uh, but uh, see, with Kanan in there, you have a taunter. And I think it would be really interesting to have those four with Jin on there. So you have Jin who throws out turn meter like crazy who steals turn meter, who can also revive. So you would actually have two characters who would be reviving rebels. Yeah, see, that's the main thing, I think, for that fifth character, is there are enough rebels out there that if you found one that had a good unique or their abilities were centered around rebels to make them stronger, they'd fit in perfectly. Yep. So, I don't know who that would be, but I'm sure there are, there are characters there. Without me digging into it right now, looking at it, that would be my guess. 
is some kind of rebel in there. And I think Jin's a good one, especially with the reviving. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Um, I know you said no chase, but uh, I think Bay's is an obvious choice. Um, it's hard to not throw him in there. Uh, like you said, Stormtrooper Han, you know, depending on the teams you're going against, if, you know, it's not a team that dispels much, Stormtrooper Han would obviously be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's definitely it for Rebels. Uh, I mean, outside that, just kind of those general characters, you know, the Boba, Kylo, whatever. Um, you can kind of just stick somebody in whose ability you, whose abilities counter the meta, and I think you would probably have a pretty decent team. Yep. Maybe even but, B2, depending on what you're fighting. Yeah, I mean, could even be B2 if, you know. Because uh, I don't think any of the Rebels have debuffs. Right, not debuffs, uh, but uh, buff have removal. a dispel. Yeah, uh, Baze does his AOE, but sorry, not rebels, but the Phoenix Squadron is what I meant. Oh yeah, correct. Yep. Um. Well, what about? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I should have done a little bit more research on this one, but I do like it. Um, and. Giggles actually helped us out on this one. Yay. Uh, <laughs> well done, Giggles. Um, where's the love for Empire Tunes from Rogue One? Are Death Trooper and Krennic viable in Arena? And if yes, how would you round out the team? Well, my first thought when I read this was they weren't mentioned in the last podcast only because they weren't released at the same time as the rest of the other Rebels. Or the Rogue One guys, so they're not coming out right now, and that's why yep. they weren't mentioned. But I'm sure once they become farmable, we will definitely dive into them again, because I know I'm going to want to refresh my mind, because I really like Krennic. So. I really like Death Trooper. The, I actually fought a team in my arena uh, last week or so that was probably ranked it was whenever I was just kind of moving my team around to try to figure out how to implement Kenobi. Um, and I got dropped to like 20 something. And there was a team, I think it was around 16 ish, 17 ish. I fought it and like all of a sudden it dispelled everything. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then I quickly realized it was death trooper. Um, he, I mean that mass dispels very, very annoying. Um, and he can do healing immunity. So, I think that's, I mean, that could certainly be useful. Uh, not overly useful, but... AOA, uh, the, AOE Stagger from Krennic. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on with those two. And especially the synergy between the two of them. They're, they're awesome. And I, I, I don't know what people did with them once they got them at 7-star, because that was with the, uh, the infamous you know, embargo or whatever you want to call it on the charge yeah. and no one really was using him. So I really yep. don't know how he works or what works with him. And I know a lot of people don't have him. So it's hard for me to say right now, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, so, you know, Krennic can revive Death Trooper 
They can give, uh, well, I guess, uh, Krennic gives Death Trooper turn meter, or maybe it's the other way around. Uh, they work a hell of a lot off each other. But if I'm using them, I don't necessarily know that I'm using them in an Empire team because of their abilities. I mean, you could kind of use them as that annoying team that, you know, dispels and then debuffs you. Use them as a combo there since they're like Chariot and Bays. They kind of need to be, or I guess, don't need to be paired together. Um, but They work uh, best paired together. They work best paired together. I think Death Trooper's a little bit more like Bays in that he can stand on his own better than Krennic or, or Chariot. Um, but as far as, man, putting a team around them, that's kind of tough. I mean, I think if I'm building a team around the two of them, I'm obviously going to use characters that don't have an AoE dispel, so that, you know, that eliminates a, a few characters that are pretty common. Um, let's see. I mean... This is all you. I won't even pretend to know. <laughs> it's... I've been thinking about this question a lot and really trying to rack my brain on it. I, I'm I'm not really sure. This might be one of those ones I really need to just gear them up and play with them a little bit more and see. Because you can read their abilities and like I can usually get a pretty good idea, but these two I'm just not really getting it. Um not really getting any great ideas, I should say. Uh I think that this would be a really good question to come back to once they become farmable and really theory crafted. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cause I mean, as of right now, I kind of think they would best probably be used paired together to inflict debuffs on probably a fairly standard, like maybe Rex team with, um, you know, like a Boba and maybe a Kylo or an attacker or something along those lines. Or maybe even uh, fit on a Zader team. Because they're both Empire, they're going to be able to do... Uh, that's a good point. And they both have those. AoEs, so yeah. they'd be removing turn meter. That's yeah. a really good point. And, yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually probably the most logical answer is Zader. Might help him become a little more arena viable. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. Because, uh, I mean, like, that would be... That would work really well against Jedi teams. Yeah. It would probably be pretty annoying against Sith teams. Yeah. And the, you know, death mark from Death Trooper is, <laughs> you know, can be a total pain in the ass. Good times. Oh, uh, yeah. So much fun. <laughs> um, and if you didn't notice on our deal for episode 38 on Reddit, Giggles posted a video, um... Of him fighting a team recently. Uh, yeah. So if you're interested in seeing that, that team with those two on it work, that video is on our episode 38 Reddit post. So scroll down a little bit and you can find it there. And then you can also find Giggle's YouTube page. He's got a lot of good uh, arena videos on there. Some helpful modding videos and other stuff. So check that out. Yep. And the team that he fought against was uh, Vader lead, I'm assuming Zated, with Krennic Trooper, 
Darth Nihilus, and Kylo. Gotcha. So this video so, might prove me wrong right there. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it, I mean, it looks like it's probably could be a pretty decent team. But tough to say. I guess there's just not much love for those guys because, well, not, not you know, too much to love. Right. I like this next question a lot. I think it's super good advice and a good question. All right. Ask away. So the question was that we mentioned on the last podcast that he had saved up you had saved up all the gear you needed for General Kenobi so that you'd be able to gear him to gear 11 once you were unlocked him. And he asked uh, the most efficient way to do that, asking if you had a spreadsheet or a tracker or something that you were doing it with. And for those that don't know, there is a awesome link on each character page on the swgoh.gg site that lists every piece of gear that a character needs to be fully maxed. Yep. And so the, that's how you know what gear you need. But the other part to it is knowing what you've saved. And as far as I know, the only way to know how much of a piece of gear you have to keep track on a spreadsheet or on a piece of paper, whatever you do, is to find a character that needs to equip that piece of gear and click on it and see how many you have. Is there another way? Am I missing something? Uh, not really. This is why it's so important to have characters that are gear 7, gear 8, gear 9, and gear 10. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean... Because you will... F- searching through to find them to use them because we were doing the efficient way we were doing the what is it guild donation thing we were doing with putting crap gear on there so that everyone could get their achievements for gear donations so everyone was just putting crap up there so that people would donate crap and up their numbers and the those med packs, I think it was med packs that you got from the challenges that you have like 7,000 of. Yep. It's, it was annoying at first because I didn't know how to suggest those for people to give to me until I searched through all my characters for someone that needed it. And then I just clung to that character every time. It's like, yep. I got to go find clone trooper so that I can request this. And it's that's the way it is with this gear that you need, right? You've got to search through all your characters and figure out who needs to equip it so that you can see how many you have. And that is the best way to keep track of those numbers. So, And something else is knowing where gear is located. So, like, um, if you know where stun cuffs are, like, if you know a node where you can find stun cuffs or stun guns, or if you need carbonis, you know you can go the challenges. Um, and just kind of knowing the locations of those to where you can track them down and that, see how many you've got. That's, that's actually genius. Important. Because yeah. if you forget what I've said so far, because this is a way better idea from what you just said. On the Galaxy of Heroes site, you got the list of gear. Right click, open new window of the gear you want to find out how many you have. Find out what node it's on. Go to that node, click on it, and it'll tell you how many you have. Easy enough. Forget all the searching through characters. 
That is way yeah, better. But, I mean, it's pretty nice if you're already in the character screen, if you know a character that's got it or that already has it equipped or whatever. It's usually pretty easy to find them right there in the top of your list or have them in your favorites or something. Yeah, absolutely. But, it's It still works, but this might yep. be even easier. So. so I definitely think, you know, just being able and knowing where to locate. And that's basically how I did it. I kind of eventually I got to where I had a pretty good idea of how much I had stored and saved up. And like I said, uh, you know, use the swgoh.gg site, you know, went to Kenobi, clicked on his full gear list and, you know, say it's 450 Carbontes, 150 stun guns, you know, uh, 100 stun cuffs or whatever. And then just, you know, going through and making sure I've got all those and just kind of getting a general game plan on how I'm going to farm that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know I wasn't worrying about Carbontes. I knew I needed, you know, three uh fully crafted stun guns so you know like i'd focus on that and then i would go to you know stun cuffs or whatever um so i'd say that's kind of that's what my basic strategy was you know just kind of getting an idea and if it's one of those things that you know you're not gonna be able to get to gear 11 or gear 10 or whatever you can go look at the specific gear for each level and then just kind of skip you know whatever is in that last gear level you know um so if he needs a stun gun in say gear 11 well you can skip a stun gun and maybe go to stun cuffs first that way you can get to gear 11 or whatever if any of that makes sense yeah it makes sense because on top of just having a full list of the gear you need there's another link that's gear by level so you can see what each level needs to get to the next one so it's a really good way to farm gear for a character even if you're not going to use it right then um i have two random asides kind of related to this uh one is on the site where you go and you can go you know by see what uh gears in each gear level you can see the protection that each gear level brings which is really nice you know if you're like like do i want to take this character the next gear level you know just for protection you know like some characters may gain ten thousand protection you're like oh yes definitely want to do that some may gain three and you're like eh, not so much who cares um so that i think is a useful tip for characters and another tip i was going to mention about gear and gear exchange that we kind of got off topic on um we in discord we kind of have you know a spot that we started doing the you know crap gear exchange like what dan was just talking about um we also use that to exchange good gear like say if i need stun guns or no let's use um an example like say those uh mk10 circle things that you know say you need some of those and it's the last thing you need to take character gear 11 and getting that character gear 11 is your main focus like i would go on there i would post like hey i need these i'm willing to farm and give up whatever i can to get them and you know usually people that need stun cuffs will go and say hey yeah uh, i got some of these i will give you one for stun cuff and so you're basically just swapping in, you know, swapping gear that you may already have, like if you have 13 stun cuffs or whatever, give them out to get the other gear that you need that's maybe impossible to get because it's raid only or something along those lines. That can really help a lot when you're progressing gear levels. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
and you just made me think I should try that for Echo because I'm stuck on gear gear 10 with one thing to go to gear 11, but it is only raid gear, so maybe I can uh, finagle some of those. You probably can. That would be my guess. Yeah, I'd be all That's about That's what it. it's there for. Yep. I'm going to have to do that. Yep. Um, so I think that pretty much covers that question. Uh, you know, you can totally use a spreadsheet, but then you just got to make sure that you keep it up to date. And so that's the reason I didn't really use the spreadsheet for keeping track of it. Sweet. Well, I think that's all the questions, isn't it? Yeah, that is all the questions. Um, so we gave a shout out to one guy there was someone else that sent me a message that said um our you know raid podcast helped him uh helped his guild finally crush that heroic raid so congratulations and any other guilds that found that useful uh we are glad that you actually you know made sense of our nonsense and it actually helps you that is super awesome and exciting yeah, and it makes me think, our guild does some unconventional things, um, like Stormtrooper shooting range, and our team comp yep. for Rancor, and, you know, the Crap Gear Bazaar. We got a lot of kind of weird things yep. that we do ourselves, so maybe maybe that's something we could talk about on another podcast, kind of ideas that we use that other guilds might be interested in. Yeah. So. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, for sure. I'm in. I can do it. I don't mind sharing my ideas. Oh, I know. And you come up with them like crazy when it comes to stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> we'll just kind of throw that topic out sometime and just let you take off running with it. Yeah, we'll see if uh, we have another super slow week this week. Let's hope not. Yeah, I'm ready for an update. I want to hear some new information. New month. Me too. What's it going to be? Dark side? Light side? Should be dark side, mm-hmm. I think. So, we'll see. It should be, but we got PAL, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, we got that assassin droid shadow picture, if it's real. Yeah. It may, might still be dark side. Who knows? <laughs> Could so. be. Well, we've rambled on to an hour and 20 minutes like we always do, so it's probably about <laughs> time to end things here, but... We really want to answer your guys' questions and really appreciate you asking them because they were fun to talk about. So thank they you were. for that. But. And we're always glad to answer questions. So like if there's anything we talk about on the podcast and you're like, you know, I would like more clarification on that or if we weren't clear on something or, if, you know, you just want more details. Just like we did this past week, you know, go find the Reddit deal for the most recent podcast, post a question there, you know, you know, we check it every week. Um, I get all the notifications. I read everything that gets posted on there, as do you. Yep. Uh, so post that stuff on there, and we'd be glad to answer. We have no issue answering questions at any time. So Yeah, yeah we won't leave it empty like we did this week, because we, we were leaving it for the podcast this time. But Exactly. Whatever you got on this episode that you want to ask questions about, feel free, and we will answer them on Reddit. So... Yes, yes, we will. So until next time, we appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you enjoying the game with us. So we will talk to you next week, and we will see you then. 
Live long and prosper. <laughs> Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.